you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Uh, here with the Country Roads webcast, our first ever live edition of the Country Roads webcast. Of course, we're going to flip this as well, still have it on the podcast. And now it's going to be on our YouTube channel as well, um, our newly created YouTube channel. If you haven't uh, checked that out, definitely do that, uh, Country Roads webcast. As always, um, follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads and like us here on Facebook, Country Roads webcast. Um, be doing this uh, live, uh, trying to do this every week when possible uh, for recaps, previews, uh, what have you, whatever else comes along. But um as always, I'm Jordan here with... Uh, I'm Steven. How you guys doing? And? Uh, Bradley, how's it going, guys? As always, you're three hosts of the Country Roads webcast. So, um, here to talk a little Oklahoma State recap, then look ahead, a uh, little bit of a Baylor preview as well. So, um, who wants to kick it off with some opening thoughts on uh, Oklahoma State? Uh, Bradley, I know that you weren't here for the instant reaction, so I guess it's uh, only right to let you start us off. Yeah, <clears throat> First thoughts, uh, I've talked to the guys, and I think, really, in general, it was a boring game. I didn't even even get even getting our butts kicked. It was a sloppy game, and it was just not. It wasn't even entertaining to watch us get beat because sometimes you know at least you got some high powered offenses. You know they're just like beating us with better plays. We didn't have much of that. It was just it was sloppy, and it's not really what I expected from Neil Brown's team. And uh, after the game, I think he was really disappointed in his team. And I mean, I'm gonna hold. I am a big Neil Brown fan, just like all three of us are. I saying I think I think we gotta hold him a little bit more accountable for this one because it just wasn't the best play calling. Granted, we're not college football coaches that I know of. Uh, just maybe on NCAA, just on the <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I just thought it was it was an ugly game. I we still even being an ugly game, we still had a chance to win it later on down the road. So I still think that that was a a good thing, I guess. But it was just not the best of games. Not really what I expected. So absolutely, uh, well said. I think, like you said, it wasn't as entertaining as it could have been. It was really sloppy, especially especially for the Mountaineers. I think uh, the penalties. Uh, really, were were tough to tough to get, and then you know, the red zone struggles. Of course, you made a hard watch as well. You get down there, you're moving the ball well, virtually all game, and just just can't punch it in. But uh, Stephen, anything you want to add as far as Oklahoma State? Uh, yeah, I think uh, just like you guys said, I think it was a very sloppy game. Um, you know, from Neil Brown's perspective, I don't think he th- thinks it was a good game from any perspective of that game, whether it be coaching from the players' aspect, anything. And you know, I think. Whether it falls back on him, whether it falls back on whoever, I, I know that he, you know, plans to get it corrected this week. But I mean, I think we touched on it before we, you know, g- went live here a few minutes ago, and you know, just the same formations that they ran throughout the day. The offensive line, I know, I talked about it in the instant reaction show. They just did not, they didn't hold their blocks. When they did hold their blocks, it's like they held every single time. They shot themselves in the foot more times than anybody ever wants to see a team do, and especially when you're a West Virginia fan, and that's. You know, pretty much your credo as you live by yeah. what it seems like in the, you know, in the past, you know, however many years. But, you know, it, at some point you have to learn to be a disciplined football team and not let those kinds of things dictate the outcome of the football game. And unfortunately keeps – that story keeps happening, you know. And so oh, yeah. until we get that corrected, which will get corrected eventually, I do. I do believe, um, like I said before, this is a very young football team. We have nowhere to go but up. It's a very talented football team for how young they are, but I believe – so, other than that, that's all I've got on, on you know, opening thoughts on yeah. OP State. Well, and like you said, I think – and I think you mentioned this on the instant reaction is 
the the mistakes that West Virginia made is what is what hurt them, and you see that from from a youthful team, which you know West Virginia is is a youthful team. So I think that that really played played a part into it. And um, Oklahoma State, you know, West Virginia's defense we thought would uh, do some good things, but Oklahoma State was you know having seven people in max protecting to protect that freshman quarterback, and you know West Virginia had to roll coverage to Tylen Wallace's side and you know watch him, and that kind of left. You know, you don't get to have as many people in the box as you need when you have uh, talented backs like Chuba Hubbard and, and L.D. Brown, who L.D. Brown, who arguably hurt West Virginia more than Chuba Hubbard did, but both those guys really talented backs. And I think that that's kind of the thing with Oklahoma State is it's kind of pick your poison. You can bracket Tylen Wallace roll coverage to him, but you're going to have to pull an extra man out of the box, and we got two running backs that can that can really hurt you. So Oklahoma State, I think, you know, as we said, they were a preseason favorite, and, and they looked the part, you know, even you know they struggled with Tulsa, but uh, even with the true freshman play, and they were able to get a, a win against another big 12 team and with Oklahoma going down and uh, Texas you know they ended up pulling it out but you know they they had their struggles as well so I think Oklahoma State you know has a chance to like I said the, this conference is wide open right now for sure so um, as far as Oklahoma State you know we kind of hammered it you know here and there whatever I think the only thing left really we need to uh, talk about is, is our players of the game um, offensively defensively um, who do y'all got as the players of the game on both sides of the ball for West Virginia Bradley uh, so side of the ball I think our main guy there was probably Winston Wright. I don't know how you don't go with Winston Wright. He had an absolute amazing game. I really, I really regret dropping him off my fantasy team last week because he just had it this week. And uh, I didn't really expect that. I mean, I guess it kind of works out when you have that such press man coverage, you know, running those underneath slants. Real good, easy way to beat it. It's hard to stop a man off the line running a slant. And uh, it, it really opened it up for us, too, because they were bringing heat almost every play. I mean, we saw Jared Deggie just getting crushed. I mean, it was – yeah, four or five times. It was it was bad, and so like that was tough to see. But I think Winston Wright was really a, a bright spot, and um, I think uh, a little bit of an honorable mention. T.J. Simmons came off that suspension, came back. He really proved himself a little bit. Had some really good catches. Um, had a lot more targets, and I think that's because he was, uh, you know, playing. I think he played hard, but I think he deserves a little bit of a credit there on the offensive side. But I really think Winston Wright with. Uh, I mean, he had tons of yardage our only touchdown on offense, and it was – he played a great game. I was saying it's something you really see that kid shows out on Twitter all the time, shows a lot of love, and a lot of people have faith in that kid to really be something for West Virginia. So I'm glad he's kind of getting that moment to shine that he's been – yeah, he, he needed that moment to shine because he's hurt for that. So I'm proud of him for doing that. Um, defense side of the ball, we had – you can't really blame the defense too much, I would say, because they were just they, – they played well, but it was just tough to watch – uh, you know, the the struggles that we had on offense translate over to our defense just getting tired the second half. I was going to say, second half, they were just kind of milk, milking, that, milking that clock, and our defense had been on the field so yeah. much that it was, was going to slowly die, and that was dreadful. But I'm going to give it to Fields with that interception. Yeah. I think he played an awesome game, and I really think he was a big so, reason uh, that we, we – I think we held the rushing game a lot better than what a lot of people oh, will yeah. in the Absolutely. Big 12. Um, I think we just – and I think our big mistakes weren't necessarily on our defensive players themselves, but just like blown assignments, like blown gaps, like – on the misplays. Now, I think that falls on the defensive coordinators a little bit. Maybe just not being synced up just right or something like that, where we talked about that difference between the, the defensive the line coach and the and the defensive yeah. backs. Maybe that was just a miscommunication there. But I think that interception was huge. It gave us some momentum, and, you know, he had a great return on it. And um, it was a beautifully played ball. I mean, he just sat back in coverage, hid, and just right pounced on it. It was nice. So, that would be my two offense defense. Um, yeah, I think those two players really showed out this week. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'll go next. We'll just go right down the line here, Stephen. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that Winston Wright really showed out. I know during the game we were talking, man, he's 
he's getting loose. He keeps getting loose on him, and then not long after that, he finally broke that touchdown, and I thought that was going to be the one to one to keep it going. So definitely good pick there on offense. Um, I'm going to go uh, Letty Brown. I think that um, West Virginia's offensive line, we said – we knew they were improved, but didn't know how much. I think this game showed they still have some work left to do. Um, Daigie took a lot of hits, as we said, a few sacks, but took a lot of hits. And then um, Letty Brown, you know, and him and Sinkfield on the runs that they did have, they were having to make guys miss in the backfield. I know Letty Brown had a couple of nice uh, runs, the one where he stiff-armed a guy in the backfield, a few where he just broke tackles and kind of made it happen himself. So if you got a guy running like that, if your offensive line continues to improve, the future's really bright for him, especially when you got a guy that you're giving the ball to 26 times, 26 carries for 104 yards for Letty Brown. So that's impressive. Impressive if you've got a, uh, every down back that you can feed like that, you know, 20 or 30 carries a game. And if West Virginia's offensive line can improve, um, that can be something that's going to help you later in, later this season for sure if your defense continues to remain stout and you can uh, rely on that run game more. So I'll go Lady Brown on offense. Um, defense, um, I think I'm going to go Darius Stills. Uh, you know, the def- I, I, Tony Fields was kind of my first pick. Like you, like you said, that interception was my play of the game on the instant reaction show and uh, really turned the tide. You were right there with that. You know, West Virginia had a few plays where they could have turned the tide in this game. Oklahoma State fumbled that kickoff. West Virginia had it. I think four fumbles Oklahoma State had, and West Virginia couldn't recover any of them. So you were right there uh, turning the tide in this game. But uh, Darius Stills, I think, made some plays. I know I heard uh, Neil Brown say on his press conference that – that's a missed assignments in the run game, and even a couple of times when they missed those assignments, they had uh, Darius Stills one-on-one, and he was able to beat the center and make the play on what would have been a big play if he doesn't get in the backfield there because they have missed their, missed their assignments and didn't fill the right gap. So Darius Stills, I think, saves this team more than the average eye notices, and so I'm going to have to go Darius Stills. So I'll go Letty Brown and uh, Darius Stills, players of the game uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, Steven, what do you got? Um, I think offensively, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Bradley. I got to go Winston Wright. I think that he just looked really, really well when he caught the ball, and then after the, after he caught the ball, a lot of times he went for extra yardage, and he was the only person to, to get to the end zone on Saturday for West Virginia. So I got to go with him. I, I almost picked Letty Brown just because he kept his poise, you know, very well with the, with you know the amount of blocking that he received on Saturday. So I thought he ran really well, um, but I got to go Winston Wright. I thought that he looked just very, very well with what he was allotted on defense uh, from Oklahoma State. On the defensive side of the ball, um, I'm going to go a different route than you guys. I got Alonzo Adai. I know I'm biased against, you know, for Alonzo Adai, but, I mean, the kid can ball. He's all over the field for West Virginia. He just swarms to the ball. So, I really like what I see out of him. I, I mean, although I really liked what I seen out of the defensive line. I think uh, Darius Stills did play a heck of a game. I mean, as well as, well as the, defense, the whole entire defensive line. They had the ball on the floor a few times uh, that I can remember. They just could not seem to corral the ball once they got it there. So, I mean, anywhere, anytime you get those opportunities, you obviously have to capitalize them. And then, you know, even with that said, Tony Fields' interception, West Virginia's offense couldn't capitalize on that and get into the end zone, which I thought, you know, was very – I don't know whether you want to coaching, whether you want to call it execution. I don't know what it derives from, but – I mean, I do. I give all the credit to Oklahoma State in the world. They played a very sound football game, but, I mean, I still stand by, you know, West Virginia lost this game more so than Oklahoma State won this game. I really don't – I don't think that Oklahoma State played that much of a better football game than West Virginia. I think West Virginia just shot themselves in the foot too much. Um, and But that's what Oklahoma State does. They're Like Neil Brown said in his press conference, they're used to playing in close games. They're used to winning close games. If you're going to win – if you're going to have – a chance at winning the Big 12 Conference, you're going to have to go through teams like this, and especially the state of Oklahoma with the way that they're playing football. And I know that Oklahoma didn't play that well on Saturday, but I promise you they're going to play better in the, in the coming weeks. So Spentler Rattler is a hell of a quarterback with a hell of an arm, and he's got some wheels too. So West Virginia has no 
easier competition come coming towards them in the coming weeks, and especially coming this week with Baylor. Uh, they look pretty good this past Saturday, too, I think. I think so. It's going to be – like we said, the conference is wide open, but I think that's because a lot of teams are pretty talented. So, it's – and then Oklahoma State, you know, like we said, hats off to them and their defensive effort. Um, they said this may be the best defense Mike Gundy has, and I think that uh, you can see that these – these corners, you know, West Virginia, when they've had success passing the ball against Oklahoma State, they've had to have these inside receivers, and you see that again this game. Winston Wright and T.J. Simmons are two leading guys. Your outside guys, they're that they got those physical corners. They just man them up, press coverage, and you know they don't have nobody over the top. But it's just your receivers can't get loose. That's always been West Virginia's struggle. You know, even when we had David Seals and Gary Jennings and players like that. They just couldn't get loose, you know. And you saw us try and hit Sam James deep a couple times, but whenever we did that, uh, corner Rodarius Williams for Oklahoma State, one of the best corners I've seen, and he was right there on him every time. Well, I was going to point that out too. I think, you know, I think West Virginia went to the to the long ball really early, and I think West Virginia tried to get the ball, you know, big plays to happen, and they just could not get it to happen for whatever reason. Their cornerbacks did really well, and their safeties, safeties did a really good job of dropping back in coverage as well, I think. So they just made it really hard for these West Virginia receivers, which again – is is why I picked Winston Wright as my player of the game because he had to fight through a lot of covers to catch those footballs and especially to score that touchdown. And he it says it, he averaged 21 yards a catch. It's, that's doing pretty good. That's doing pretty good. And I think another thing that comes along with that, I think – I think that's where I talk about that our play calling really hurt us because I think we got in those situations. And penalties. I mean, penalties, I don't want to – you can't understate how bad – or overstate. One of them, you can't tell, explain how bad those, those penalties – killed us i mean they just you know you're getting third and two then all of a sudden you're third and seven like that's killing you and i think what the uh what oklahoma state did a good job of is we were running the ball first down almost every single time i mean i don't think we really passed much on the first down at all um second down if it was usually we're running it again too or we're going for like that short little little pass and i think and a a good stat to look at is emphasis right now for neil brown i think because you know how well how you know we played last year in the running game he wants to push that you know into teams, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. it wants them to game plan for that so that we can open up the passing game a little bit more. I, that's my belief anyway. Gotcha, yeah. And I just think it's like, I think we left ourselves on very predictable deep balls is what I, is yeah, is, the, is the part that really killed us because I think that we got to a point where Oklahoma State's like, okay, if, if you want this first down, you're going to have to throw that ball deep. And their thoughts are, we're going to throw a little bit of press on you. We're going to, like, stunt you off the line. And then we're going to send a guy blazing in off the edge. And because, you know. That's what was hurting is the outside rushers, the tackles were struggling for West Virginia. Yeah, because what you guys got to understand is, I know you guys are all football fans, you probably understand as well, is on those deep passes, you got to have time to have that route develop, uh, develop unless you just have really good chemistry with your wide receivers. And you can do that two, three step drop back and just bomb the ball, and you know, you know where your wide receiver is going to be. Mm-hmm. Don't think we have that necessarily yet, or we might have seen it some more. We've seen this some with Bryce Ford Wheaton, where he's been throwing those deep balls out there, and he's been he, missing he him a little one, bit. He was the one that got open there. That yeah, one he was time the only one getting open, him. really. Yeah, that was the only one that they had almost had deep. And so I think that's the person that we're seeing most of that chemistry line with. But I think that we put ourselves in such predictable positions that they're like, okay, they're going to throw the ball deep, and that's when we're seeing Deggy get clocked or just get major pressure and fumble the ball. And I say, and it's just that killed us. But what was really impressive, talk about Letty Brown, because I think Letty Brown played a hell of a game. I think a lot of that has to do with yards after contact. I think yards after contact was huge for us because, I mean, if we are going to have this issue through the rest of the year of our offensive line just not getting that push and it's going to have to be Letty getting hit at the, you know, one yard in and then getting us an extra three yards just by that drive, then that's something great that we didn't have last year where he was getting hit and then he's dropping for yards for loss, you know what I mean? And so I think if we're going to have that weaker line play, I – 
I'm glad that I've got running back like Letty Brown now that's sticking his foot in the ground and saying, okay, if I'm getting hit now, I'm getting at least three more yards. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're not stopping me. Well, he, he, he like It's almost like he refuses to have negative yardage plays. He's like, I'm going to either get back to the line of scrimmage or I'm going to get a yard. He's like, you're not going to tackle me in the backfield. Yeah, so I definitely think that that's why our deep game just like didn't work. It was just like putting ourselves in those bad positions where we were just predictable. Like I said, a lot of that was on like uh, coaching because I mean you don't want to call yourself you know a couch coach sitting you know sitting on the couch looking that you know everything. But I think I saw a lot of that just through Twitter. And I mean if you get enough football knowledge out there, you know that you we had some third down plays where it was we went with a run just like right up the middle and they were expecting it sending men and then it just wasn't. It just wasn't great. But I think that's why we got in such a bad position not being able to get the ball down the field. It's just those very predictable play calls. It's true. It's true. Um, I've seen a lot of people uh, talking about the play calling and, and stuff. And I think I think another part of that goes into the youth uh, with West Virginia. I think there's not uh, – they don't have the, um, I guess I want to say fundamentals, especially on the, on the offensive line, to do anything really exotic quite yet. And I think Neil Brown's just trying to – make sure that they can run the plays that they know that these guys can block well and get those down to, you know, near perfect before they try and put in more exquisite stuff. And, of course, that's going to hurt your offense throughout the course of the season. But, you know, a lot of that goes not having as much time to work, spring ball and all that as well, or you could have already had that had that ironed out. But, um, you know, one last thing I definitely want to say in regards to this Oklahoma State game is that Jarrett Daigie showed me that he is tough as nails as a, as a back. And I think that speaks volumes for him as a leader. And I think that will really um, allow your team to rally behind a guy like that who's just getting beat up but just, you know, just keeps going at it, going back at it, no fear, and just uh, doing his thing. And, uh, you know, he didn't have his best game, but uh, he didn't turn the ball over, you know, so that's good. Well, the strip, the strip, but that's not really his fault. Like we said, that outside pressure, he never saw that guy coming, uh, batting the ball down or anything like that but no interception so that that's that's good to see and uh um i accused you of one the other day yeah sorry it's all right it it happens we we did have some turnovers so (laughs) but uh i think i think that i I still like daggy as this team starting quarterback right now and um like i said he's tough and uh hopefully the team rallies around him and uh going on through the season he continues to improve as as the o-line improves uh for him as well because he's going to need that but uh yeah, and to that, I think it's like a little bit – I know a lot of people hate on him. I loved him. I think it's a little bit of that Skylar Howard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That guy got oh, beat up. Yeah. I mean, but he, he went out there and he played. He was, he was nonstop yeah. bulldog. And, I mean, a lot of people dislike Skylar Howard. I loved him. I thought he was – Most underrated quarterback. Most underrated. A unanimous pick in this yeah. Oh, yeah. We're big – you know, and I think that that guy – you see the kind of uh, production that he had at W. I mean, that's the kind of – that's kind of play that, that, yeah. It's kind of play that benefits. Our, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't I mean, if people do forget about yardage, it. He's top five. He's top five passing. And so I think that bodes well for Jarrett Daigie and the fact that I think that's the kind of stuff that works well at WVU and like with the kind of like the grit that we like to get behind, even though people turn on Skylar Howard he's there he's at got the a end. Chip on his shoulder, just like Skylar did, because he was under recruited as well. Oh yeah. And so I think that that's I think that's something that bodes well for him and that I like to see. So yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, that's kind of where I'm at, Oklahoma State. Uh, kind of ready to we will, throw that out. We we will see Garrett Green eventually. I want everybody to stop oh, with all that talk because have, he will he's be. Gonna have some time. You know, yeah, people I, harp I too. Taking over, but I know that I see some packages, especially with the way the offensive line is and stuff. Mm-hmm. You need you need something like that to you know something different. Oh, I, I think we'll. Well, I, if well, I will say this: if Jared Decky has a few more games to where he can't go through his progressions like that, then you will see Garrett Green because you're going to get to a point. Yeah, and it's not going to be because of the play of Jared Decky. It's going to be because of by that point you're going to have to you're you're going to want to get some of your younger guys some playing time and some experience. And if you got, if you got-
you got the pass rush bringer down and you like that, you want a guy like Garrett Green who can get out of the pocket, make some right, plays. right, right. Oh yeah, well, he's useful for things like that. Yeah. So I mean, if you see if you come down to a situation like that, I wouldn't be surprised to see Garrett Green. But I mean, we we have to stop being so hard on you know guys like Garrett, Jared Deggy who have one bad game in a WVU uniform and then all of a sudden he's the worst player that ever played. You know, we give them time, give them time to develop and and become the player that they can be and then decide who they, you know, who you like and who you don't like. I, I just feel like everybody's so opinionated immediately after the game when they don't have any knowledge of what goes into what, you know what I mean? I mean, we muffed a – we had a field goal kick that we muffed the kick and, you know, everybody could have blamed Devin Staley and focused on, you know, the wide receiver that muffed the kick, but they didn't. You know, those are mistakes that happen too. So, I mean, everybody makes mistakes on the field. You can so, point out any mistake. Uh, right, right, right. So, I think Jared Deggy being the quarterback, being, you know, in that position, he's going to get a lot of the heat. And I understand that. But, I mean, just give him time. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback. I think with the right amount of time with offensive blocking, I think he'll do just fine. So. Absolutely. And I think some of that boils down to whether Neil Brown is really just determined to get something. The only reason, the only way I could see Garrett Green really going in is if Neil Brown's like, I need to prove something. This year, and he's like, and I need like if, if Jared Deggy doesn't seem like he's getting the job, not necessarily like you said, Jared Deggy's fault, right? But if he's having that, if he doesn't have what the offense needs to really make it productive, then maybe throwing in that extra element of Garrett Green, you know, running, you know, he's got some swagger to him, just like a bit more confidence. Maybe he does. He did throw some good balls the other day. So I mean, that's the only way I could see Garrett Green coming in is Neil Brown's like, I need to put something on the field now to show that. The progression that I've made. Well, kind of similar to the way last season ended when he had to do the same thing and, and put Daggy in for Kendall. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, we can't un- – yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, that's not that's something you really want to see is, you know, this is the guy we came in thinking that's going to be our quarterback. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if our season doesn't take an upturn in the Big 12 if we don't see a lot more at Green. And that's yeah. the way Neil Brown's like, hey, like if, if, if Garrett Green can get some of this year, then that's going to be my man because I do have a future with him building that kind of dynamic. So, I – I could see it happening. So, well, I think that I think really that it hinges on the offensive line. If they're if the tackles improve, you know, the pass rush improves, um, you know, Daggy gets time and not taking a million hits, then you know you may see just some packages for Garrett Green rather than him taking over. But you know, the other flip side of that is if it doesn't, you might have to have Garrett Green take over by necessity because no one's going to survive a full season getting hit that many times. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Trickett scenario. So, I don't know. It's. Um, it was a hard one to watch as a Mountaineer fan because it's one of those that you feel like you, you could have won. But as as we said, you know, typical Mountaineer fashion, uh, beat yourself as always seems to be the story is, you know, turnovers, penalties, and, and things like that end up hurting you. And, you know, red zone struggles yet again. I um, was hoping that would be corrected. Um, I think that it can still be this season because, you know, that was a big uh, struggle last year. But also I think, like I said, Oklahoma State's defense um, had a lot to do with that. But uh, it's kind of my final thoughts on this one. Um what are you guys thinking here? Uh, final thoughts before we um, talk a little bit about Baylor and uh, preview the upcoming game uh, for the Mountaineers. Uh, what do you say, Stephen? Uh, I just, you know, like you guys touched on, I think we just got to give credit to Oklahoma State and, you know, how well of a game that they, they did play. You know, it wasn't the most perfect game by far, but I do think they did a really good sound football game. Uh, they didn't they didn't have hardly any penalties, so that was really one good thing that I, you know, seeing what West Virginia does, you have to, you know, enjoy that aspect of football, I guess. Not really enjoy it, but um, also L.D. Brown, he had a really good uh, running day. you never really seen a lot of Chuba, Chuba Hubbard until the last three minutes of the football game. So, um, you know, Tylen Wallace, you know, all of those guys played a really good football game. But, you know, West Virginia, 
I don't know. We got to move on, I guess, to the next game. But this game was just really hard to swallow for me just because we had a lot of opportunities to turn the game around and, you know, get turnovers and not to not even get it in the red zone twice on Saturday. Is, it's really hard. So, Before I pass it off to you, Bradley, there is one thing that I saw, that a stat that really amazed me. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but um, just to talk a little bit about West Virginia's defense and, and what they did before we close it out here. Oklahoma State um, only entered the red zone uh, one time in the, in, in the entire game. Oklahoma State only got into the red zone one time. So a couple long TDs, but that shows that West Virginia's defense was um, different up. So I, I, I'm, I'm seeing that, and I wanted to mention that and kind of forgot to, so I'll you throw could, that in You here. could view it as a positive and a negative because you could view it as positive because we didn't let them in the red zone, but then, but then also up. a negative because you let them, you know, you give up so many big, big plays, plays throughout yeah. the game that, that hurt your team. Exactly. So. It's a catch-22 on that stat, but – um, what about you? Final thoughts? Yeah, and on that, I mean, you also got to think we gave up a defensive touchdown, which really like inflates those points for our defense when they didn't give that up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you got to think we only allowed two long touchdowns outside of the red zone, and then because that, so that red zone because Chuba Hubbard was a twenty-three yard run at yeah, the end was, of the game. Yeah, he was outside. I and think then, that was the time they had gotten in though, because then I think they dropped back to second and twenty-one. I think that was the one. Time oh they yeah, yeah, in. you're right. And so like, uh, yeah, but I think penalties killed us, and I think that's something you don't really want to see because. Penalties is something you got to kind of coach out. You know what I mean? And we had a we had a couple bad timeouts, and like I said, time uh, the coaching wasn't that great. Again, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to go coach. But you, if you know football, you know some of that stuff. And some of that falls on the kids. You know, I say it's coaching, but some of that does fall on the kids and not knowing exactly what they're doing. They are still young men, straight out of high school, still young, living in a world that none of us have ever been in before. You know, this is a really unprecedented world and time right now. Um, yeah, it was not. It, I agree with you guys. It was really. Tough to see because you think like, okay, this is it. This is where we're getting our momentum. This is where we're going. We're going to get in the end zone this time, and then we're going to be good. It's like once you saw that Winston right touchdown, you're like, okay, we're on. You know, we're moving the ball. And then it just always seemed like we were like fizzling out. Like we just never had a chance. And I don't think we got into the red zone that many times. It might have only been two times that we ever got into the red zone because we would get right there at the 30-yard line, and then it's like our playbook would just shrink, and then we were getting negative yards, and it was just – it wasn't great. So that's something you really want to see improve going forward is we need to figure out – the way to just keep the ball moving where, you know, because we didn't have an issue moving the ball from our side to their side. And then it was just, we would hit short field and then it was just like we were limited. We couldn't do much. They were cutting. uh, And I mean, they really cut down on our slant routes a lot. And I mean, they were jumping in there, breaking them up. No, we weren't getting picked off, but they were definitely getting their hands in there more because they knew exactly what we were going to do. So I just think it was not a great game to watch, not a great game to experience, but uh, it got a lot to look forward to still. We didn't think we'd be playing football at all this year, so a loss is a game of football, and I'm still glad we had it, I guess. Yeah, true. Yep. Exactly. True. Well said. So um, that's it. West Virginia Falls 27-13 to Oklahoma State. Um, that'll wrap us up here on the Oklahoma State recap. As always, I'm Jordan for Stephen and Bradley. Until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Are you ready to party? Let's go.